The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hi, I'm Kim. I'm the other half of Ravenous Couple. Hi, I'm Hong, and actually she's the better half of the Ravenous Couple. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Vietnamese. I'm your host, Kenneth Nguyen. Being part of a culture of nearly 100 million Vietnamese people in the world today comes with a lot of pain, proud history, and privilege. Join me as I highlight and explore the Vietnamese experience from all over the world. Thank you both for coming on. Um, What does it mean to be Vietnamese to you? You know, that's a difficult question for me, but um, I just know that I love the culture. I embrace the culture. Um, As a matter of fact, I'm still learning from uh, the culture as well, too, even though I'm 100% Vietnamese. Um, But just being Vietnamese, I'm very proud. Um, I'm, you know, very, like, uh, aware of um, the community, the culture, and I just embrace um, everything um, about being Vietnamese, from the food, the culture, to um, the language, and all that. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, I've been thinking about that um, question, yeah. and honestly, um, I um, I don't know. It, you know, language in terms of language, I'm not really good at it. So yeah, in terms of language, I, that's not good. <laughs> you don't know, maybe food uh, is probably a big part of it for me. Is it's like you know, sharing a similar uh, set of food. Uh, but then I realized, you know, the more we learn about food, the more different people Vietnamese people eat, even within the same community. So it, it's it's really um, um, uh, obviously, you know, maybe it's something that we share the same, uh, I guess, place of origin, uh, a similar history. Um, so to me, um, I think uh, I think about those things when we when I, when I think, you know, what is to be Vietnamese, and those are the things that I uh, try to share with my kids because they're now they're now they're asking me, you know, you know, Dad, you know, where are you from? Where's your family from? So you know, I do think about those things now that. More now that yeah. we have we have kids, you yeah. know, and so it's it's still I think a evolving thing yeah. and something that um, will continue to grow and 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 maybe add to in the future what it means to be Vietnamese to us. So it's not one question, one answer, I guess. Yeah, it's an ever evolving um, answer, and we'll see. You know, next year, the year after, things will change too because we constantly pick up new ideas and new facts about who we are. And, and I think culture evolves, no matter if you're from, right. you know, the United States or from France or Ukraine, you know, we're all changing. So how did you two meet? Uh, we went, we met through mutual friends. I went to uh, Michigan. Um, I'm actually from uh, Orange County. And then Hong is from um, the Midwest. So I went to grad school in Michigan and so did Hong. Yeah, so I grew, also uh, grew up out, uh, from Mich- grew up in Michigan and went to school at the University of Michigan. Go Blue, right? Yes, go Blue. Um, and uh, and we, uh, we were several years apart. So initially, we, uh, uh, we only knew each other through the internet, right? Emails, mm-hmm. um, phone calls. Mm-hmm. 
and then Did we finally met actually after time. like maybe a year of chatting you know so so this is you know this is back when the internet was really young right like facebook was really young asian, like over, over asian 15, avenue and things like that eight, over know? like 15 years yeah so um mm -hmm. so yeah we initially chatted and and uh, you know uh emailed oh. and um and that's um but the connection was at the university of michigan and and uh, that's where that's where we met. So both of you went to University of Michigan, and what did you both study? I went to a uh, dental school uh, for grad school, so I'm a dentist. Right. So I and I also um, went to undergrad graduate there. I actually studied history there, um, but then went to uh, um, went to a medical school there. Um, so wait, you studied history undergrad? Yeah. And with any emphasis in bio or pre med? No, no. I actually, um, my emphasis was actually in Southeast Asian, uh, Southeast Asian history. And actually, um, that's where I sort of like had my Vietnamese culture, sort of Vietnamese uh, uh, American identity awakening too, because, you know, they had a, they had a great course on um, the history of Vietnam War. Um, and, you know, then I start, I took that course and then, you know, they actually had a Vietnamese language course. Um, and so, you know, growing up in Detroit, Michigan, or outside Detroit, Michigan, you know, I was probably the only Vietnamese in my school. And so, uh, and so that was where I sort of, um, you know, um, embraced my Vietnamese American identity there um, and uh, studied history. Yeah. And, and I took, of course, the, the, the prerequisites, you know, but, um, but I didn't really care about being a bio major or anything. <laughs> You know, I, I talk about a liberal arts education on this program quite a bit, and um, I am always uh, fascinated when I see the results of sort of some liberal arts class like a Southeast Asian study. And I, when I when I study uh, your uh, page or your work uh, and the history and, and the things that you talk about, what I see or confused about is and, and I know that the background uh, that both of you are in the medical um, field, and it struck me as a, a very confusing thing for me. I, I was always like, how are these two medical people showcasing such beautiful art with this history of the food and the lineage? And now it makes sense that that you have this, you know, this very strong undergraduate training in, in history. Uh, it, it, it has a lot to do with, um, you know, the curiosity that, that, that you show on, on the page. And I'm not saying that medical people or people in the medical field are not or devoid of this sort of angle or, or perception. But I'm saying oftentimes it comes from this um, other place of, of, uh, of, of curiosity and, and learning. I think that that actually is our angle. You know, if you were to ask us, you know, what's your angle? You know, what's your kind of like avoid that. What's your angle? <laughs> uh, it, it, it is about um yeah. you know like you said in our tagline uh, preserving culture and history or or learning about culture and our history and, through food mm -hmm. you know and that, that really is our angle in a, in a nutshell and i guess that's where the history part comes from me because mm -hmm. i you know i am i am uh, i do think that you know our past really is guides our future and 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 how we how we see things and you know um and and what and um and and our past certainly you know um the more we study our past the more we realize why things are they are today you know again this is uh, whether it's the lens of food or the lens of you know wherever politics or the lens of 
are, are you know, like where we are today in America as a Vietnamese community. You know, the, the more we study our past, the more we, we understand what, you know, why we are here today. And so, yeah, I think, um, I think that's, you know, a really important part. When you both, I have to ask this question because of the Michigan and the, and the Midwest uh, question that, or answer that you answered. Do, what's the difference between the food out there, the Vietnamese food and the Vietnamese food out west here in California, and then the Vietnamese food around the world and in, even in Vietnam? Do you have an opinion on that? And this for both of you uh, would love to hear. I think um, now it's, 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 um, it's spreading a little bit uh, more now that, you know, with uh, the supply, uh, Michigan and the Midwest and other uh, states, they're able to get more supply. Oh, Kim um, grew up, let me interrupt. Kim grew up in Little Saigon, like Bolsa. She's like OG Bolsa, mm. you know, Westminster, you yeah. know. So, so I was used to more of like the supply. She's and, been there you with know, like, you know, for 79 her whole, whole life. Yeah. And, you know. So um, it's, it, it, it I th would say it's, um, you know, Little Saigon, you have more options. There's like um, a lot more, you know, uh, variety options, specialties and so forth. I think when you go to like other states, um, they'll have one Vietnamese restaurant, but then they'll try to serve everything. Uh, yeah. There is that Vietnamese. Um, in Little Saigon, um, Houston area, where there's more um, of a bigger Vietnamese community, you have shops that, you know, can specialize in just hu tiu or mi, or um, right. yeah, you have more, much more of a selection. Um, but I would say years back when I went to school, there, were, there weren't a lot of, uh, there wasn't a lot of, they would even combine like Vietnamese restaurants with like Laos restaurants, just any, you know, just an Asian restaurant. But now it's starting to like branch out. There's more of it. Um, but I would say now that there's more of the supply, they're able to get more of the supply. It could be pretty much yeah. similar. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I grew up in the Midwest, right? Like, mm -hmm. like I said, Michigan. And, you know, back then, um, um, back then it was you know there's no asian american there's no grocery store that specialized yeah. in asian american products and and um you know my mom and you know whenever we had to make something we really always had to improvise mm -hmm. you know when we made um, when she made the whole when she tried to make tofu because there was really no good tofu out mm -hmm. there uh she had to build her own um um build her own a uh, press tofu mm -hmm. press and things yeah. like wow. that build her own yeah. um pot you know yeah. like they were just improvise you know yeah. they're really you know uh, you know i think that's um uh, that's also another key thing that that we think about when we think about vietnamese food is that we're very good in improvisation yeah uh, very very good Making enterprising do. people you yeah. know um and we'll so work yeah they made it work they they they, they still even in the early 80s uh, in the Michigan, we still ate Vietnamese food like every day, three mm -hmm. meals a day growing up, you know, and so it was, it was um, pretty amazing. But, <laughs> I was but just one... used to buy it. Say it again, Kim? I was used to just buying it. Like, yeah. I craved it. But when you go to, like, other states, you got to figure out how to make it. And that's yeah. one of the reasons why we, you know, started the blog. Because um, right. it was during a time when, you know, I was, you know, in college and like, there in Riverside and there wasn't a lot of, uh, you know right. Vietnamese restaurants around so if I craved Vietnamese food I had to figure out how to make it and that's right. when I learned how to start cooking um it's because you know I wasn't surrounded where I can just go and buy it right so easily. so yeah so then again when we when we um when we um even we were met and we were again, talking long distance and email like I was in um postgraduate and she was graduate and we were 
communicating back, back and forth from either Michigan or she was in Arizona and I was in California and, and in Seattle. Um, we would actually talk about oh what, what we like, what we like to eat, and so when we um, you know when we when we get together, um, we would make meals at home uh, or you know at my our apartment, and um, we would at that time again we were very new just like everyone, we didn't know how to cook, you know, mm -hmm. and we would call our parents and she, or she would call her mom or aunt, your <laughs> aunt, aunt. Uh, and, but we would call them and ha have them on the phone and guide us as we cook, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, after like several times of this, you know, I was like, oh, we need to write this thing down, yeah, you know, like, it's like, we yeah. forget and, and, you know, when they guide us, they, you know, they're not very accurate either. They're like, you know, you know, and, and, and so, it was very frustrating, right? And so we just sort of learned on the go, and we try to dribble notes down, mm -hmm. and but then we'll lose it or whatever. And and you know, when you don't cook frequently, it's easy to forget. Yeah. And we don't have the muscle memory. We don't have the instinctual, uh, uh, in the instinctual cooking that our parents and our previous generation have, but from cooking daily, you know. Um, and so that's really the impetus for, for starting that blog because at that time, you know, blogs were really new too. And, and we're like, you know, we need to put this down for ourselves. And really that was it. We didn't think about it as like, oh, documenting it for other people. It was really more for ourselves. And, um, and so, may, and maybe, oh, you know, if we ever, you know, had kids, you know, maybe, you know, but we really didn't think that far ahead, you know, but we were just like, this is just for ourselves so that we don't have to, bug our parents every time and call them and for for how much to put nukmam in and things like that. And so that's how we started the blog and and uh, um, and started documenting um, you know these some of these recipes. It's amazing how things start sometimes when you hear the origin stories of these blogs yeah. or these channels it's mind blowing. Yeah. Uh, you know it starts with a simple necessity that you wanted to record yeah. The recipes and so did you name it ravenous couple right off the bat yeah i mean i think we just had a few discussions and mm -hmm. and and think of we really had very short brainstorming and again we didn't have any idea yeah, we, didn't we didn't have, have any, any idea what we were doing like you know we don't have yeah. any it background or anything like that <laughs> we're just going by the seat of our pants, and we just, what, does that, what does that sound like to you? How does is that sound what did good? You think? I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> At first, we were worried that you know maybe it has some lascivious connotation, yeah, like, you know, yeah. like maybe some people looking for like you know groupies or something. I don't know, but um, but uh, but I I, I don't think that ever happened. We never, you know, yeah. um, that never happened, and we just you know we just made it about the food we liked and mm -hmm. and uh, and recipes that we. Um, home style recipes that we we were always asking our parents of. That's why you know we never really, uh, for a long time we never touched pho, we never touched banh mi, and we never touched some of the more common things because like almost you know you can find that really easily you know, and so we that's why we touched on a lot of them um, like the home style stuff that we missed like how to make pickled yutuo and how to make you know, sunrang and and you know and tikka and things like that. Those are the recipes that I thought we thought were harder to find, and those are the ones that we kept on asking our parents for. You know, that we missed uh, when we were away. You you know, um, when I look at the the images on the food, uh, this is the very current stuff. When, yeah. when we go back um, to the beginning of of your IG account, are there 
Is there content before that that sort of bleeds in from the blog or wherever the blog left off? I mean, yeah. is there an evolution so, to where we are today? Yeah, yeah. You know, like again, a lot of uh, you know when when we um, when we started the blog to now, uh, the blog is sort of like semi-retired. Occasionally, we you know we we still may post it, but it's very once in a blue moon. Uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, people. Um, start a blog or start uh, an IG account or a TikTok account, and if they have big aspirations to, you know, write a book or or have a TV show or uh, you know or even uh, you know just make it a career, um, you can definitely do that in this day and age, you know. But back then we never had that aspiration. Um, we always wanted it just to keep it fun, and 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 we you know we have separate careers already, and and when the kids came, we sort of. <laughs> I got way too busy for yeah. that, and that's when we <coughs> transitioned to Instagram. Yeah, uh, and then um, we started to, uh, yeah. we started like uh, including them in like our stories yeah. and so forth, and make it like you know family. So yeah, so that's where it transitioned. We we yeah, transitioned so from the blog to the Instagram when the kids came. Um, yeah, Instagram is much easier to um, navigate uh, to to post quickly yeah. uh, and get your information out there quickly. Whereas a blog post, if you know you. Know, Sit down. You write. You edit. Yeah. You rewrite. You re-edit. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it takes much more time. Yeah. So I, we praise people that are able to, you know, keep that up. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when you first started the blog and you were basically documenting your own journey in cooking and making the food, right? Uh, be, right. Be, and later, I mean, in the most current uh, iteration, it seems like there's. I'm not sure where the line of you all making the food versus uh, you all going out to eat and shooting pictures. Yeah. Is that like, how does the content sort of like yeah. uh, is constructed? Yeah. I would say 75% or more we make most of the food. Yeah. You know, uh, we do go out. Um, so we do, you know, whenever we do go out, whether it's like a, you know, like a mom and pop shop or like somewhere, you know, fancy or like um, like a destination um, uh, place, then we'll you know showcase it. But mostly, majority of it is is mostly home cooking. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely home cooking is where home cooking recipes are, is the blog and mm -hmm. and you know IG we, we we tend to um, we tend to just you know support restaurants that that, mm -hmm. that you know supporting restaurants in general is something we like to do. Yeah. Um, and you know business means owners especially. Yeah. And that actually. Um, like during COVID, that was uh, we 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 evolved more in like supporting mm -hmm. like Vietnamese businesses and yeah. our small businesses. So that was like a lot more um, during COVID. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At what point um, in the IG journey, the Instagram journey, did you say to yourself, "Oh my God, shit just got real"? Like you uh, know, people just were like, we were, we were still small you know yeah. to, to answer we're still really small there's definitely a lot more vietnamese uh, uh instagrammers or vietnamese tiktokers that are you know huge have a huge following um so i think that's partly because either we transition pretty late but it's also you know i don't know uh, we just uh i don't know we don't we just post and we don't we're not really good at um uh you know, there are some people that are really good at tagging and doing all these additional things that drive yeah. traffic to you. I don't know. We just post and and, and, and just let it ride. And just let it ride. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. So, so. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, and, I, and I can see that and I can feel that. But I also feel like you guys are socially conscious and you guys show up to yeah. the events that yeah. uh, we don't see often food people showing up to. You know, there's things that are. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. you know, definitely for sure. There's been a, uh, you know, in the past, if you look at our timeline or you look in the past, you know, it, we all we always had a sense, like you said, like um, some un background of history and culture, but we didn't pass over into that social activism part um, until maybe, you know, maybe the Rodney Floyd, uh, you know, I mean, the the uh, the I'm sorry, the George Floyd, uh, George Floyd um, and the Black Lives Matter situation. And, uh, you know, I think I think that definitely had a little awakening in our account and how we use our account. Um, uh, and also COVID as well. You know, we, we used it more uh, for like promoting, um, you know, businesses and Vietnamese, you know, uh, and then, you know, the Asian um, violence, um, you know, things like that too. You know, ever since, ever since uh, those it's things, just, we were, yeah, we're more, not. We were more awakened and yeah. aware. Um, so it wasn't That we have to use our platform. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, this is interesting now. Uh, I didn't realize well, yeah, that, you know, that George Floyd. Yeah, actually we had like, yeah, we had like actually a bunch of fundraisers, you know. Yeah, from um, the, our, our, um, uh, we had, we actually had uh, food events where we would actually fundraise um, for for different causes, um, and so we had several of those before COVID, at least three or four or five of those mm -hmm. before COVID, yeah. um, and so. Um, did and so? Yeah. Did the community ever? step out and say look you guys are in the food space stay in the yeah. food space did you ever no. get any pushback for george floyd or no, anything no, like no. that we had occasional comments here and there yeah yeah, yeah. We, we get those occasional comments on instagram uh saying we're communists and things like that you know so <laughs> so you know that that's inevitable right it, yeah. it's in the internet and you know people are, say whatever uh but yes yeah, so, but nothing 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 major yeah. you know because our our community is is very um it it's very polarized you know you're either i feel like you're either with the blm movement or you're against it you know it's it's uh and a majority are actually against the blm you know black lives matter uh, the older generation the majority of the older generation uh will refuse to acknowledge the history that we have or in america with the with the black with the black um power movement uh, and and it's a it's a thing that's very polarizing so when you know when i think about somebody in the food space stepping up and saying you know we're now awoken or waken to another way of looking at things i feel like there could have been a potential pushback but oh, yeah. it didn't sound like you didn't have you didn't have that yeah nothing major just yeah. silly comments here and there yeah, because Kim Kim was like, no, no, Kim, you're like, oh, or block them before she even knows. <laughs> oh, what? Say that again. I, I would block them or do you know? I would I would you know moderate them before before because she even knows. I would even get so, I would get so yeah. like you know. I I think I would probably get a little hurt and be like, why would they say something like that? So he probably deleted it before yeah. I saw it. <laughs> oh wow! Protecting protecting your wife from that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> So, how do you both divide the work, uh, the day to day of the blog or the uh, of the Instagram account? We actually don't have a plan. Yeah, I guess we, it's like whoever gets home from work first starts cooking. Again, again, <laughs> we don't we don't like again. We're not like professional. Like it yeah. doesn't our li livelihoods and income don't 
doesn't depend on it. Yeah. So we only do things if if we're already doing it already. Yeah. So we're already we're doing gonna... real or we're doing doing mancun and or ban mi, uh-huh. then that's when we do it. And we don't yeah. plan any of it. A lot or, of it isn't yeah. planned. A lot of it is like what um you know, we yeah. get on sale at the market or yeah. if someone supplies us with something, they like, you know, like our neighbor, she like uh, wants to give us like 10 pounds of bean sprouts. And we're like, okay, then this weekend we'll go ahead and make so-and-so. So a lot of it is sort of yeah. unplanned, but kind of planned yeah. depending on what's what we have. Yeah. Um, so we don't have like an Excel spreadsheet, like, yeah. And, you know, for example, like I usually do most of the photos um kim um kim does most of the traditional cooking for Ifa'a and bunryu and all that stuff but i have nothing to do I with will, the pizza yeah the bread. exactly yeah, i will do I'll the do pizza more and the bread traditional stuff. Yeah, yeah i usually do some of the more um non-traditional stuff yeah. like if you see anything like peruvian or that's any Hong. italian yeah. or, or anything like that then that's usually me mm-hmm. um bread and pizzas are me um anything crazy like like uh, like any um like a dry age uh, salami salumi yeah, that's, you know, that's me too i wonder because i because i was looking at that stuff i'm like that's not preserving vietnamese culture but i'm like yeah. there's gotta be yeah 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 so we're, we're definitely not exclusive about that yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. About, uh, you know so what we like what, what our interests what we like, are exactly yeah. what our interests are and you know so. but but i do have to say that the pictures uh there's some lighting involved i mean like there's some really careful lighting there's like there's tweezer actions like i feel like there's like placement it's like it's really thought out it's not random that you just oh we're gonna cook something today and then we're gonna take a pictures of you know it's not that's not happening yeah, there's the never pictures. tweezers yeah, not when you have two kids yeah. there's never tweezers maybe we use the chopstick here yeah. and there but but um i think it's just experience to yeah. honestly we've been doing this so long to honestly, we, we started the blog in 2008 we've been doing it so long wow. that it's just memory it's yeah. just I we guess having an eye, yeah. we just have an eye for it, I guess, too, you can say. I mean, yeah. I, and I don't want to, like, pat ourselves on the back or anything, but, like, um, like, uh, but it just comes, because right now, like I said, we, we get food on the table, and we t- we literally, in the past, I, I have to admit, like, we would sometimes, you know, labor, like, 10 minutes or and take, like, 30 different pictures, but that didn't last very long, you know, we, we knew, we you know, when you have hungry kids and, things like that, we really have to cut it down to like yeah. one or two pictures and 20 seconds, you know, of photography and styling. And that's mm-hmm. literally what it is now. You and know? there's no like professional lighting. Everything is it's just daylight, daylight, just natural lighting. And yeah. the table that we're actually doing the Zoom meeting on. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, yeah. And you shoot on the iPhone or do you have a DSLR? Oh, yeah. pure, pure, iPhone. IPhone. <laughs> pure iPhone. I don't even know where the battery of the, the, the camera yeah. is. So. I think in the past we used yeah. to do DSLR. Yeah um but yeah now it's just but then you'd have iPhone. to upload and now it's like yeah. iphone just makes it so much easier yeah yeah, yeah. it's yeah. it's a it's a turnkey operation yeah. yeah so how do you how, how do you now um you know think about the 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 image of the food is there much thought or is it just basically what you have described oh, Still some thought it's to some, it some thought but yeah. mostly it's instinctual like you said yeah. like it's you know we don't you know I guess we have a you develop a style over time, right? Yeah. So, like you said, like if you look at our pictures, there's a certain style of how, how yeah. it looks and, and the how plating, we, how we play. You know, but then it like doesn't that. take it doesn't take you know long. Yeah, it doesn't um, it doesn't take long? Yeah. Like I said, you know, our Instagram is not our livelihood and it's not our career, and so we 
we don't treat it like that and so we really just treat it as a hobby yeah. and so it doesn't take away we enjoy doing it but it shouldn't take away from our lives either um and so it, it, it enhances yeah. right instead of and we still want to make it fun so. and you know um get the kids involved as yeah. well too so it makes, it makes it fun so it, it sounds like there's been this uh journey of just sort of doing what you feel is the right thing to do and you continue to do that yeah. without much intentionality on it being a business or any right. sort of no. like there's a through line to right. make money or anything but that being said do you feel like uh things are developing and you could take it in a direction potentially to make well, more of an impact in the past we did have offers for cookbooks and yeah. things like that we did have offers and we haven't been had offers sometimes to be on you know um, different shows or different events, but we, in general, we've turned them down. Um, again, um, uh, we think it probably it might affect our family life and things like that. And so we, re in general, we haven't uh, pursued it. It's not one of our outs that we're, we ever considered, you know. Um, in the future, who knows? I think we, we like being part of the background. We like being connectors and um, yeah. of people. And because I think that there's a huge generation of new uh, talented um, Vietnamese Americans, um, uh, there's a uh, lot creatives of that, uh, that, that, that we that we love to promote instead, and yeah. we would love to like connect them instead, you know, mm -hmm. and um, and so uh, that's what you see us doing a lot lately, and um, and I think we we would rather do that than than yeah, than that, be that, the forefront. Yeah, <laughs> and and I and I can attest to that because I'll tell you what I there's you're right what you said in the beginning where. There's a lot of people doing what you do with bigger numbers, but oddly, and yeah. And, yeah, and I potentially you you could say better, but <laughs> odd, but oddly, those people are not the people that in my circles have referred to you. Like the people in my circles uh -huh. have all said, "Why haven't you got the ravenous couple on?" And I was always <laughs> puzzling to me why is it that this couple is always being referred yeah. to as you need to get them on the show you know what i mean as i again i can attest to several other food uh, people that yeah. i know in the space with big numbers and i think we just have to talk about that i have to address that right now bigger numbers don't mean shit to me what right. what's <laughs> true yeah what's important well, I mean, obviously the signals on, on the ground for me is like my friends, you know, my important, you know, close friends have said ravenous couple over and over and over again. Like, you know, Nguyen Bui, you know, he's a private chef up here in L.A. And he oh. speaks so highly of you from from like day one when, when I started this. So uh, so he's one of the guys and, then, you know, maybe two or three other people in that sort of that that range. And then, you know, I yeah. started seeing you with Mai and all of this yeah. other stuff and you know we invited you out to our you know east films uh party and i began to understand like the fabric of the community is really about that moment i feel like with that george floyd awakening and i didn't know that about you two at all i i didn't know the history background or it, there's this common thread of like making sure that people inside and outside of our world are good right yeah. it's not just about uh food or it's not just about our art but it's about the society that we live in that has to be addressed and acknowledged and i think that's what gravitated me towards inviting you both to uh our event and you know making friends with you and being acquaintances uh, more than acquaintances because the impact that you bring i can see it like 
roll out in the future? And I could see where this is heading for the both of you. So, you know, one of the one of the reasons why we kept the blog going so long is that actually the feedback we got from people um, was really tremendous. Um, the private feedback through emails and um, uh, was was tremendous. I mean, we uh, we would get emails not just all over the world saying, you know, um, this is exactly how my mom does it, and you know, and and I was never able to get the recipe from her, or I was never able to get the recipe from my grandma because she passed, or something yeah. like that. We would get like I would say like so many of those type of yeah. emails, um, and 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 so that's um, that was a big influence, um, and um, and how much you know some of these recipes reminded them of their you know their youth and and them growing up and brought back so much you know great memories. Um, so we had had that. But then we also had, I think we made partly because of the the timing and for the duration we we doing we've been doing it, um, it was you know during that um, time maybe in, in the early um, you know um, during that early age of the internet blogging and things like that, it, it reached out to certain core people I guess um, because we actually have a lot of um, a lot of chefs you know I'm not gonna name who would say, you know, they will reach out to us and say, you know, you guys were the inspiration for why we started cooking Vietnamese food. And now we're like, now we have restaurants, you know? So that's really inspiring. So we actually, I mean, a lot of chefs, a lot of Vietnamese American chefs. um, And, and, and I'll mention, I'll mention someone, you know, um, Daniel, Daniel came back to us. We just met Daniel from, uh, from some guy. Oh, he wrote such a nice, some guy. Yeah. And we didn't even know this, but he said he emailed us, and he's he's like, you know, it was because of your blog and your recipes that we I actually decided to travel to Vietnam. Yeah, and that was so. And and then that's how he started doing, God. you know. So yeah. I was like, what? No way, you know. Yeah. That's unbelievable. So um, now look at him now. He was no, just, yeah, look at him he now. He was just uh, over maybe like a month ago, and he did like a tasting with us at our house. So it's it's just it's just amazing how it all connects. Yeah, so we would ever meet him little or, did we or ever our know blog that, would ever even like inspire, inspire him, to, do him this. to like travel to vietnam yeah. and things like that so it makes us like so proud so that's just and, that's just yeah. one example i guess of, and not a lot of people uh, are like yeah. gonna write notes and um you know message us that so we just hope to have like a little bit of you know influence not only on food but just just being good you know and yeah just being yeah just doing good just doing that, good yeah and that's we could we could see it, you know, uh, we could see these things. I think as society, we can see it, you yeah. know, you know, so, sh- oh, go ahead. Shout, shout out to some guy. Uh, Daniel has been um, an a, amazing force in, you, you know, that guy could be doing anything, actually, that, you know, yeah. he could be doing yeah. anything. He could be a, an art history professor. He could be a yeah. linguistics professor. Yeah. Uh, he could definitely be a food critic. Uh, he is so... Um, good at explaining the Vietnamese culture and for such a young yeah. man you yeah, know, he's, such he's so a young talented. man talented technical too. technically yeah. talented yeah. and just his heart is in the right place and you know um I just did a um a, a, an episode with uh, yeah. him and Dip Tran over at uh, Good Girl Dinette uh, author of uh, the Red Boat Cookbook and it's so fascinating to see the two of them, you know, in dialogue and hear. Yeah. 
it's it's uh it's, it's awesome yeah so, and like, like i said those are the people we like to promote in yeah. the background and you know same thing with win you know we like we you know um we 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 actually hosted one his first pop-up here in our backyard and wow. we wanted to do that because you know because uh, you know we, again we saw talent we, we saw we talent wanted, and we yeah. wanted and, and we also have a, a stake so to say um in in the vietnamese food scene in la and and, and so we like we wanted to promote him because we think it could still be improved you know yeah. and so that was one of the be reasons behind us sort of trying to try to push win and support him um because we, we still see LA Vietnamese food as a as an as an you know as an era that could be need, could Good use improvement, improvement yeah. you know so yeah. uh, and we wanted him to make his own food and make his own Vietnamese food his way um, and so you know that that's 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 our story with yeah. Win. It's uh, so amazing that yeah. yeah he he's an interesting character too because he didn't study food he didn't go to school for yeah. food right. yeah. yeah. I think it was like uh, neuroscience or something like that. I forget right. the exact uh, branch there, but uh, he thinks about food in a very different way than uh, chefs uh, typically uh, think. Obviously, he's had the training at Rustic Canyon, but uh, you know his his approach to food is very different. And uh, then I think there's this other service side that that we don't get to see, which is like, yeah. what do you do when you're having to cook for Elton John, right? Or, you know, <laughs> these big producers of Hollywood that, uh, you know, I'm not really at liberty to talk about. I, I guess I am sometimes, but not in, in public because I, I, there's probably NDA agreements that he has to do. But um, he is uh, the the top of uh, the food chain when it comes to this private chefing. Uh. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Here in LA for Vietnamese chefs. Yeah, and that's wonderful. We pretty much just told him, just just come over and just do whatever you want. <laughs> and then he made it happen. Yeah, so so it was fun. Yeah, our um yeah, our history of, of LA Vietnamese food is is there needs to be uh more, but I think it's more of a a numbers game, right? There's just much more people in Orange County. And so you're gonna get, you know, a lot of people who try and they fail, but the ones that make it yeah. at the very end is the best of the best. Yeah. And that's what we see in, you know, in yeah. Orange County Vietnamese dining. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a bigger, I think, um, it's not just about being the best, to, to be honest with you. Um, you know, we see plenty of like, okay restaurants doing well and surviving yeah, and we in see other in other restaurant niches yeah. right like italian and things like that i think part of the issue with vietnamese restaurants in, in la in general is that um it's tend to be undercapitalized um and these are either passion projects that are undercapitalized to really do well you know what i mean um i, I think and and often their mom and pops is more is you know that 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 don't have the financial backing, you know, that, that really need, you need to really do well. You know I mean? Um, Let's talk about that. Let's so, break that down. Cause yeah. that's something that's very rarely talked about. I mean, you could be a good, you could be a good kitchen or a bad kitchen, but if you have yeah. that, 
capital, that extra cap. I mean, how do you even know that? Hong? Like, how do you like, how are you exposed to that part of the business? Like, do you that for you, you know, to bring that up? Yeah. You know, for, because again, we, um, I guess I, I keep a, I, I'm, I'm no way associated with any restaurants, but I do know a lot of chefs. We do know a lot of chefs, both, um, both in the Vietnamese uh, community and, you know, non-Vietnamese community. Um, and we also eat out, you know, quite a bit and, and, and we cook as well. So I think in a way, even though we never own a restaurant or have that type of experience, like we sort of know what what it takes, you know, um, to really make a restaurant successful. And part of our, uh, you know, and we love supporting Vietnamese restaurants in general, you know. And so we love we would love to see a thriving Vietnamese uh, restaurant community, um, but we don't really see that in LA. And you know, like a lot of restaurants, like you know. Uh, um, a lot of Vietnamese restaurants um, don't have a great success in LA. In Orange County, yes, because of the sheer number of Vietnamese people there supporting mm -hmm. them, um, but they tend to be again uh, uh, restaurants that are, are you know um, that that charge you know a low price for and low wage, and they're they're very you know they're not um, they're not what you call aspirational restaurants, right? They're they're sort of like they're there to just survive and and just you know, make money for the day or for the, you know, for the week. They're not aspirational restaurants, except for, I guess, for the exception of Min and her Porgen uh, and her Finnekite. It's, you know, we would love to see more aspirational restaurants than, you know. Than but Finnekite's not even, Finnekite's not even Vietnamese. I mean, so, you, you don't get Vietnamese aspirational restaurants because of the price right. points and people, yeah, the, right. the, the exactly. mind of the public, it's like, I'm not paying $30 exactly. for an entree, Vietnamese entree, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. right. Exactly. Most of that from Vietnamese people, because they know, right. like right. they already know how much they can get it at right. so and so. So um, the, I feel like the ones that usually complain about the pricing are the, the Vietnamese people. Right. Like, right. So that's, to, yeah, that's a huge, that's, that's yeah. another huge barrier that, you know, it probably won't die in our generation, but you know. Okay, well, let me ask you, let me ask you about this. Is it because it's the intrinsic value of the raw goods, the raw material, the the, the grain, the, the meat, the whatever the raw material is yeah. going into the restaurant? Is it an intrinsic value in the food ingredients or is it a marketing or is it a perspective that the public has that is not placing a higher value on right. Vietnamese food. Because if you think yeah. about pasta, it's just right. like, how is pasta and Italian food out outpriced, right. you know, uh, compared to Vietnamese food? There's, and it's right. more intricate to make Vietnamese food. Right. right. It's definitely the latter. Yeah. It's definitely the latter. Um, and actually, we, we touched upon this um, a, a, a couple of years ago. When um, when you know Tejo Rao did a um, did a New York Times article on Ban Kuen, and she she came to us and we um, uh, as an example of why Asian why are Asian why is Asian American food or by Vietnamese in this in this instance Vietnamese food in particular so undervalued? Why is the skill involved so under undervalued? You know because she came over to our house and we had we made Ban Kuen for her and. And then she realized how how hard it is, and yeah. how you know to make. And, and then so she <laughs> she featured all, all these bangun yeah. places in, a, in in little Saigon. And you know, her question was, you know, why is this 
ten dollars versus you know ravi four raviolis is twenty four dollars you know yeah. and so and you know so um and and it's much harder to make uh, um and it's made like a la minute right at the moment uh fresh for every customer you know so and so where is the where is society placing that value you know and and frankly it isn't right and and part of it is that either people don't know how it's made and so we need to educate people more and so that's what we try to do on our blog like you know this is this is this so is when we post takes. when this we post our, our you know instagram story of like Bancun, we like to show like okay this is the this is what it takes yeah. and how 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 it how it's done and, how and so people can hopefully people appreciate can appreciate it and, and give more value pay more it. for it you know what i mean yeah um um, because uh, and so yeah, I think um, I think it's partly society and not placing a good value on Vietnamese food, and because it is you know immigrant food and immigrant yeah. food tends to be you know. And I think cheap. maybe they look at like the supplies aren't as uh, expensive, like like it's just right rice powder, um, yeah. rice flour, and so forth. So they're thinking, oh, the supplies aren't um, expensive, but the labor and the skill that goes into right. it, not everyone can do it. Right. So. Yeah. Right. You know, what saddens me is yeah. to hear Hong say, you know, this is probably not going to change in our lifetime. Wait a minute. We have to deconstruct that, right? <laughs> I am being pessimistic. I think yeah, you are. slowly change. Yes. Yes. But but that but 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 that's a sentiment I think a lot of us feel, too. So I don't think it's a it's an exclusive yeah. thing that you, just you feel that way. I think we as a younger generation of Vietnamese in America, we do feel that way. Uh, and let's deconstruct that. Why? Uh, do you feel that way and how can we change that is it possible to change that viewpoint across the board not just within the vietnamese right. american uh perspective but globally the, the how can we change that perspective um throughout the united states for people to see the value in the labor of the chefs and the cooks that do yeah. vietnamese food it's not easy it's very complicated yeah. complicated cooking more complex well, yeah. I have I have faith. I have faith in the younger in the in the current generation of chefs and the younger generation of chefs that, that that you know that will carry the torch. You know and, and you know and I think um, you know I think just over time it's just like anything attention to detail, doing it the best as you can, making the highest quality product, and you can call it whatever you want. You can call it Vietnamese cuisine. You can call it Cali Cali Vietnamese cuisine. You can call it whatever you want, but um, uh, and try not to label it to balance with you, um, and 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 I think over time, the, if you if you if you if you take that care and you take that excellence, and demonstrate that daily and daily, and with your food, eventually people will, will not, notice, you know. Um, and I think eventually, you know, that's that's really the only way. Um, yeah, because you know, I think like like. Like for example, if you um, if you take tikkal, you know, um, like our the way we make tikkal and present it, you know, you just deconstruct it. You know, what can be improved every step of the way? What can we improve? What could what can we change? What we can, you know? And so uh, even when we make that our tikkal, like for you know maybe a few weeks ago we made tikkal and we added uh, crispy rice to it, and mm -hmm. then we presented it um, at the table. Uh, and we pour the nuclear on it. You know, I don't know. You know, you know, maybe little things like that. You know, is is exactly the same dish. Yeah. Exactly made it the same way. You know, 
the traditional way, but just present it slightly different, present it different. Um, adding a different elements to it to a traditional Vietnamese dish can I don't want to say the term elevate, you know, because I think regulated cause is, is already great, but it's just make um, a difference. Just add value to yeah. to to the experience, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, no, those little things do help when you sit down yeah. at a at a nice place. Right. And you right. you know, you have this uh, these details. They they do bring a different feel for the dish right. that you're eating. Just even like with ban kung, you can choose different fillers. There's no or ban yeah. You could put different fillers in there, and um, that make it special. Make and it special. You don't have to pay five dollars. You can, you know, I, 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 you know, you should charge ten dollars for a bun You know, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure. Uh, have you both been back to Vietnam? Mm -hmm. what, what was yeah, your experience? Maybe. Oh, we loved it. We want to go back um, as soon as you know. Um, it gets better and we'd yeah. love to take the kids and have them you know see um vietnam and experience yeah. it yeah no uh, vietnam is i think um in some ways vietnam is much more creative than than here in terms <laughs> of food you know and i think the, the the food scene in vietnam is just amazing and and we when the more we go there the more we realize how um how stuck stuck we are here in america right um, because the food in Vietnam is, is sometimes so creative and and, and, and they and have specialties so varied, you know, from uh, from north to south. Um, so in many ways, I think the innovation actually comes from Vietnam, and you know, lots of our innovation here in the U.S. comes from Vietnam. You know, this idea of stuck in time. Don't get me started. <laughs> that that is that is a huge uh, issue. I think. Um, in our progress as the Vietnamese American, and and it's not because of anybody's fault. It's just when you're separated from a uh, you know 98 million people, and there's two million people on the, the other side of the world, you you know, and it's like it's not like we are like continentally you know joined at uh, land masses where we can just like drive a car or fly you know two hours to get to our motherland. We are literally separated by you know. Uh, we're separated by by financial obligations of of of, of flying and cost uh, of plane tickets and lodging. We're we're separated by uh, you know our work that we have to you know stay put to to do work. We can't just go to the motherland and exper experiment or experience yeah. the culture and then bring it back and then modify what we're living through. And it's uh, shown in music. It's shown in our food. It's shown in our fashion and what Kim was saying is like there's so much more creativity it's again it's a numbers game of 98 yeah. million people being freed yeah. now to do whatever the hell they want to push the boundaries of creativity yeah yeah and i i i would like to see um us uh integrate more of the of the uh, the cultural sort of uh, growth that that's happening in Vietnam and for I encourage as many Vietnamese Americans or Vietnamese Europeans yeah. or Vietnamese Australians to go back to the motherland yeah. as much as possible so we can all soak in the 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 the, the modern the the changes but then there's a lot of young people that are really keeping in touch with the old traditions yeah. as well and they're bringing it back and all the retro music the retro um the feels of of, of vietnam's passes also being put on the um 
you know, put put on so for us all to see. Right. This uh, there's an uh, there's a link that you have on your um, Instagram, uh, Emmy Mira Ceramics. Um, I was wondering yeah. why that was so front and center uh, on your IG. Um, oh, you know, so so last year, I, I think. Um, so last year or so, or was it two years ago now? The time really is is really muddled during COVID. <laughs> we had a fundraiser where. Um, so, anyways, the background of Emmy Mir Ceramics is that I, I, we do all the ceramics on our plates. Uh, the plates that you see on our uh, Instagram is is all made by. Um, it's actually, made Hawk, by Hawk us. makes it, and I, yeah. I make it. But Whoa. also, um, sometimes sometimes my I have uh, the daughter, my daughter's help, whether it's making a little pinch pot or something like. So a lot of their dipping sauces that we have on display, like they make it. They, and all they, the plates. So we we yeah. make yeah. So our so last so. So we took some pottery and ceramics and learned. And so last year, two years ago, we had a, a, a Asian, is it, was it Stop Asian Hate fundraiser? Yeah, uh, Stop Asian Hate. Fundraiser with yeah. um, with the ceramics. So we auctioned off, raised thousands of dollars of, of our ceramics. So, you know, I wanted to do more of it, but, you know, life's got busy and, and you know, and, and so I haven't been able to do as much as, as, possible, as, um, as I wanted to with that. Uh, but uh, it's you know ceramics is one of those things where it's always there even if I make a piece uh, and then and a year later I, ha I haven't finished I haven't glazed it I haven't you know I can still do that a year later mm -hmm. so in a way it's just sort of sitting in the background you know we'll, we'll feature it when, when we want to uh, but usually what I want to do is like um, yeah use that to you know promote good you know um, uh, because it is just a hobby, a hobby for me, and I'm not no, in no any way like a professional ceramicist, you know. But uh, um, but uh, but if it's good enough to feature it on my plate in my blog, I figure some people might want it. <laughs> so no, no, it's, some be money the, it's the, beautiful. The yeah. Thank the you. name and the name comes from a combo of our daughters' names. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, the colors, the textures, is, is gorgeous, and I. I think it it's so makes, cool. Say it again. Yeah, and it, makes, it makes the dish look so beautiful. And um, yeah, so just it, 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 it's, it's fun. <laughs> you guys are so damn humble. It, it gets me. <laughs> you, I mean, you, it's like I want to hear more of this, uh, this uh, ceramics. You guys are so humble. I want to hear more of the history of like how did you get inspired by it? You know, um, I think a lot of Things yeah. that Hong gets inspired by is um, just like when when yeah. I'm when I'm like on maternity leave, like he inspired to make bread because he's gonna be up at like five in the morning anyway, because you know he has to wake up, um, feed gets, the kids, feed yeah. the kids. So he's like, oh, I'll just I'll just start making bread so I can feed my starter. And then with with yeah. pottery, I think it was. Well, it's, yeah, it's one of those things where we went to a fine dining restaurant, yeah. the beautiful pottery, and that's often the first thing I check when when a dish is given to yeah, me. It's like, oh wow, look at this beautiful pottery. Look at the bottom of the plate. And yeah. and and so uh, then I realized, oh wait, I can actually yeah, take a class like, yeah. and do learn to do this. Yeah. So that's that's how it happened. Yeah. And uh, you know, again, I'm fortunate enough to have some time to do it and mm -hmm. and and the resources to do it. Yeah. Um. So. Um, so we, I, we learned and, and just then from that point forward, you know, it, it, it's sort of like cooking in many ways. It's being doing something creative with your hands. And yeah. so that's why we nat I naturally gravitate towards it. Yeah. 
Um, and then just to be able to like, you know, then, I yeah, mean, he's just, not a professional, but being able to like pass it on um, and just open our kids' eyes. Like, hey, this is like really cool. And they're, um, you know, interested in it and they want to do it as well too. So it makes it, yeah. Yeah, I, I uh, want to ask more about it. I'm, you know, because the yeah. it's not like just white or black uh, pieces. Yeah. They're 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 like textured, colored. Um, yeah. There's like layers to to the coloring, and there's there's a sort of a design element that you can feel. Uh, and when you place food on it, you could see right. uh, the details right. how it all blends in to the. To the vibe that you're presenting i mean how much thought in the design process are you putting into it or is it just sort of like trial and error and you're just going at it willy-nilly well a lot of a lot of ceramics is trial and error um in general you it is is a lot of error um more than more than success with ceramics because there's so many things that can go wrong in ceramics so um but in general um uh, in general, you, if you talk to most ceramicists, they say a lot of the results, um, consistency is, is really hard to achieve, and a lot of the results are due to the, the kiln gods, you know, and if they're good for you that day, then you have a really good batch, and, and the results will be really good. But you can literally, I've done plates um, where I did everything the same, glazed it the same way, but and, and placed it in the kiln, and once it's out, like all four plates will be slightly different. They all have slightly different textures, a slightly different like you know color tone, and but they were all done with the same glaze and same technique. And so it's a lot of it is is you know is um, I don't know yeah just the kiln gods and just the natural uh, when when you deal with nat products, nat natural minerals and chemicals and things like that, um, we don't have that much control. Which is another good thing is that you know nothing has to be perfect you know it's yeah. it's when it comes out that's how it comes out the imperfections actually make it interesting you know some of some of my most interesting pieces are the imperfect pieces you know and so that that's that's i think that that's an, a great neat thing about ceramics it's kind of a metaphor for how the vietnamese culture in throughout the world has has ended up right uh mm -hmm. it started out as a very very imperfect journey leaving the motherland and today you know we have the kiln gods yeah. reshaping reshaping the way yeah. we've uh the way we've uh, yeah. landed on our feet who we turn out to yeah. be i used to say something that i think was really offensive to my mom uh, and dad and, and the previous generation because i didn't experience the war the way they did and i didn't experience right. the way uh their previous generation went through you know the french and and i always thought what the heck we're, we're like living in a you know i think i was saying this in my 20s and 30s but i was like saying you know this is like 20 years and 30 years of you know living on a vacation on a you know we're exiles in vaca on vacation um but that is something that i experienced was such a good life you know i had a great life but obviously there's identity struggles that i went through but for the most part you know it wasn't like crazy you know it wasn't as crazy as they went through but the kiln gods are shaping the way we uh, experience culture. And there's not everybody's going through what I'm going through. And, you know, all of this sort of imperfection in our community is what's so beautiful to record for me, to, to hear your story yeah. and to hear 
all of the food stories that are coming out and the film stories, the guys that make music and movies. And it is such a beautiful process to see people make their ceramics, quote unquote, you know, and stop for a year. And then two more years later, they get back on it and they pop it in. And it's just, there's that process of uh, stop and go and imperfections and all of that. That's uh, really a big, uh, a big journey that our people uh, are going through and to preserve it and, and let it grow too. And let it breathe is, is such a beautiful process. Yeah. What has been the biggest surprise? Uh, in your journey since you've both started? Just meeting so many um, people, right? Yeah. Meeting so many talents and yeah. uh, like meeting you and yeah, just tr meeting. We just never thought we would yeah. meet so many amazing, incredible people with so much, yeah. you know, talents um, and that are like like minded as well, too. Um, so that has been. Uh, a really nice uh surprise is just to i probably met more people on instagram than like um right yeah 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 i mean um yeah we, we've been to so many food events food cultures met so many f amazing people for instance we started either in the in the, in the industry and not in the industry um it's uh yeah it's probably the people yeah that we've sort of crossed yeah. paths you know and and, and all, all with and the love of cooking all yeah. with the love of vietnamese food um and and yeah that's probably been the best and thing we've been yeah, yeah. i mean the know, money again even though we never monet we never really did it for the money you know it actually you know we we have we did monetize the blog and we get like some income from it still mm -hmm. from it but and so that has never been it. But definitely the people, the connections that yeah. we, we've generated over that's time, been, and that's been really you know meaningful. people like Daniel emailing us, you know, like oh you know it was because your blog when it, when I read it in 2010, and I mean, that's how why I read to, went to Vietnam or you know, things like that. Yeah. And again, uh, and other chefs doing saying similar things. Um, that's why I started cooking Vietnamese food and not French food or whatever anymore. You know things like that. Like yeah, I think we are just getting started as a you know, community of Vietnamese diaspora and in, in conjunction with the the, the, the motherland, uh, yeah. the stuff that we're all doing, uh, whether it's on the support side like we are uh, to the people who are actually on the ground creating, uh, we'll start to see in the next few years uh, the rise of, uh, of the Vietnamese um, creatives. Yeah. I really appreciate uh, the work that you've done, and I want to um, have you both back on uh, to talk about, you know, more developments uh, as we go on uh, through the history of this modern Vietnamese movement. Thank you for listening to The Vietnamese with Kenneth Nguyen. The Vietnamese is produced by Brittany Tran. Special thanks to Jane Nguyen, Catherine Nguyen, Tina Pham, Sydney Jamie, and Christo Trin. Please find us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at The Vietnamese Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube where you can subscribe, like, and comment. Please rate and give us a review wherever you find our podcast. Thanks again for listening.